All right, welcome back to the Vegas Guys Locker Room, guys. It's uh, February 16th, Thursday, recording. Had a big week. Of course, we had the Super Bowl. I know uh, a lot of people had chimed in their their thoughts and beliefs and everything going on with this one. But we're going to break it down, see what we think. We're also, of course, going to go back to our fatter fact, the top five fantasy quarterbacks on the year. And we're going to review the big white fish's picks as he made some prop bets, and we'll see how he did. First off, let's get into some news. Of course, everybody knows about all the coaching hirings, and we'll get into that more later on in the season, seeing how that's going to affect offenses, fantasy numbers, who's going to be directly affected, and how's that going to tra- change your draft of these players. But the big news is always going to be where is Derek Carr going to go right now. Derek Carr, of course, was released, released by the Raiders to save cap room. I mean, it's a good move. I mean, that that relationship deteriorated and deteriorated fast. So we'll see where he goes. I know a lot of people like the Jets. I personally like the Bucks. I think the Buccaneers go down there. It's either the Bucks or I believe the Saints. I think with the weapons that each of those teams have, I believe that's where he ends up. Only time will tell. We'll see. Long offseason ahead. Still got the Lamar Jackson story going on. Still looking for his contract. I don't see a a spot where he doesn't end back in Baltimore. But listen, he's negotiating his own contract, and word is they're they're not very close on a uh, on a contract. So, also Calvin Ridley, Jaguars receiver, of course, traded to the Jaguars from Atlanta uh, this past season, is now uh, eligible to petition for reinstatement. Looks like he will go and do that and see if he can keep clean. No more betting on games and. See if he can get himself out of that mess. But, of course, we'll get into the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl was, I thought, a great game. It was an entertainment game. It's just that that call. And everybody knows the call. The holding call late in the fourth quarter, a little over a minute and a half left. I wasn't upset at the call. There was a hold on it. Yes. Did you call that the entire game? No. So why call it there? Like, you would not call that all game long. And that was going on all game. Stuff like that is happening all game long. You wait until that to make that call. And the most disappointing part is not the call. It's the fact you took away from the Super Bowl. Because the only thing anybody's going to remember now is that 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 holding call. It could have been an epic ending. They're going to kick the field goal there. It would have been fourth down. Give Jalen Hurts the ball with just about a minute and a half left, and see if he can drive the field. That would have been an epic ending to a Super Bowl. Whether it be successful or not, who knows? We're never going to know now. But all you remember is that that Super Bowl ended on a penalty because essentially that's all it did. They were able to run the clock out. Philly tried to let them score. McKinnon was smart enough to go down at the one, and that's all she wrote. So that's kind of how the Super Bowl ended. It was kind of an undramatic ending, unfortunately. It was a great game, kind of back and forth. I thought the game plan from the Eagles was sound. Keep the ball out of Mahomes' hand in that first half. They had a 10-point lead. Should have been larger. Hurts made the one mistake of the game on the fumble. Returned for a touchdown. Gave the Chiefs life. I think if you keep that ball, you matriculate down the field, and you score, man, that's a that's a tougher Super Bowl than, uh, than it came out to be. But... It is in the books. The Kansas Chiefs have won their second Super Bowl in the last four years. Went to the Super Bowl three out of the last four. Are they the new New England Patriots? Remember, the Patriots had that long run where every year the team to beat in the AFC was the Pats. Do the Chiefs become that? 
Mahomes is uh is forming up that uh, that team, and it, it you thought this year maybe it would hurt them losing Tyreek Hill. Really didn't have any. You didn't know who the number one receiver was going to be, but I think as long as Kelsey and Mahomes are together, I think they're going to have a fighting chance. Um, of course, Isaiah Pacheco, uh, Pacheco, excuse me. He came out of nowhere, seventh round pick. Really, uh, Ceh was non-factor. He didn't even dress for the Super Bowl, so sad ending to that. We'll see what happens there. My biggest thing is everybody realized that Melvin Gordon now gets a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> the man was on the outs everywhere he went this year, and he's going to end up with a Super Bowl ring. So good for him. Hey, he found a winning team, signed with them. Congratulations to the Chiefs, all the Chiefs fans there. Hey, great season, guys. Great Super Bowl. Magic Mahomes came through for you. Listen, there's just no doubt. That guy is awesome. Guy's an amazing QB. The one big thing I couldn't stand about the Super Bowl, though, was the field conditions. Everybody was slipping out there. I mean, it was crazy to watch how many people slipping on every play. It was it was insane. And this was brought up. There was a conversation brought up, I believe, before the game on a, uh, was it the Colin Hurd show? Where they talked about because they keep that field outside. That when they brought it back in because it was cold. And then bring it inside the warm weather, you're going to get a lot of a lot of moisture from the humidity, and it was going to be a slick field. And they thought, oh, the NFL will do a great job air drying that, making sure it's in great condition. Apparently not, because it was like a skating rink out there. Those guys were changing shoes. I mean, like crazy. That was, that was insane. But people going to different cleats, everybody was slipping and sliding everywhere. I think what the main thing that took away from each team was the defensive pass rush. That's why you didn't see a whole lot of sacks. It's hard to really get around a corner and build leverage when you're sliding all over the place. So, yeah, I thought that was a, I thought that was something that hindered the Super Bowl. But hey, it was a great game, terrible ending, but great game. So we will revisit the big white fish and his picks for this Super Bowl. Which, listen, if you were paying attention to our Super Bowl special show, you'll know what he went with. First one was the coin toss. He went with tails and tails. It was (laughs) so one for one Mahomes under 39 and a half passing attempts. I believe he had 27 check mark that box. Another hit two for two Kelsey under six and a half receptions. He had six. He's three for three, baby. I'm like, man, I'm like, he's cooking right now. Isaiah Pacheco. Over 11 and a half rushing attempts. I believe he had 15 in the game. It was 15 or, yeah, 15 in the game. Check mark that. Whitefish is four for four here. But next, his last prop bet that he really liked. Pacheco, over 49 and a half rushing yards. Of course, listen, if he's going to get the ball more than 11 and a half, good chance he has 49 and a half. Yes, I believe he ended up with 70, 70 plus yards. So big white fish goes five for five on the prop bets, man. I hope you guys were listening. I hope you guys threw some money on there because this is all you heard at the end of that game. He made you some money, boys. Made you some money. Unfortunately, me, I I did I took some combo props. Uh, neither one of those came through. I think that I liked the Isaiah Pacheco. Over 99 and a half. Like I said, I think he only had 79. It was 79. 70 and change, I believe, is what he had. 
But so he didn't get there. I got the Kelsey touchdown. Of course, the Chiefs win. But unfortunately, I don't get the rushing yards. So yeah, no luck on this side. But the Whitefish did come through, made you guys some money. Hopefully, you guys were paying attention. I hope you guys made some bets on that because I, I I was astonished when I looked back at the Super Bowl, looked at the stats to see how he had finished, and he hit every prop bet that he had picked. So nod off to you, buddy. Nice picking, nice picking. Hopefully, you got that that money. Hopefully, you got that money. All right, guys. Without further ado, we will get into our fat our fact section of the show. And we're going to break down the top five QBs in fantasy last year. We'll start off with number five. Previewed it last week. It is Geno Smith. If you guys have listened to Earl all year, I have been given a little bit of grief to Lee because he did pick him up on his personal fantasy league, and I could, I just couldn't stand Geno Smith. I mean, come on. What is he, 32 years old now? He's not going to make anything happen. I think what he proved to us is uh, that system in Seattle – is QB friendly, very quarterback friendly. They hold a strong run game, opens up those passing lanes, and, man, he, he looked good. I got to admit, he looked really, really good. Will he be back in Seattle? I believe he will. I think they re-sign him. He, um, I think his worst week he had at um, of the season was he finished 29th. That was week two. That was at San Francisco. That was his worst fantasy finish of the of the year but he never finished worse than uh, 19th after that last five weeks he he was pretty pretty solid uh qb7 qb15 qb18 qb11 qb12 i mean so he's finishing in the the, the top or half of that uh of the qbs so especially if you're in a two qb league and you've got you've got him there as your second quarterback i think you're pretty happy his best fin- that was his best finish since his rookie year. I mean, his rookie year, he finished 20th in fantasy rankings, and this year he is fifth. Now, do you believe this is going to be a fact going forward? Do you believe that next year he will be in the top 10, in the top five, nonetheless? I think it's a fad. I don't think this happens again. I think it's a fluke. I think people underestimated him, and I don't think anybody goes into next year underestimating Geno Smith. I think he uh, I think he has some rough rough goings. I still think he's definitely maybe a top 15 QB on the year, but wait to see. But I believe it is a fad. I don't think this is a fact. I think he drops out of the top 10. I think he's still solid if you're in a 2QB league or if you need somebody that's uh, waiting on the bench in case you've got somebody that's a running quarterback. Maybe you need somebody just in case somebody pulls a hammy. Ends up missing a couple games. I mean, look at Jalen Hurts. Missed a couple games. It would have been good to have somebody like Geno Smith fill in off the bench. So, but I don't believe he, I believe he's a top 15 quarterback, not a top 10. So, we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, definitely a fad for me on Geno Smith. Number four on the year was, of course, Joe Burrow. Burrow came in this season. I mean, everybody was high on Joe Burrow, and rightfully so. I mean, he's got two of the best, you know, actually three of the best weapons in the league at wide receiver. It was his best finish as a pro. Best finish as a pro, number number four. So top, uh, he was a top 10 QB, 10 of 17 weeks. He was top five, six weeks. He was QB one, three of those weeks. His worst finishing week was 
week eight. He finished 22nd. That was against Cleveland. Interesting there, but I believe because of Cleveland's rushing game and how they run the ball, they control the clock. I believe that that kind of set him back. But big thing, there's some big questions entering this year. He's entering a contract where he can get a contract extension. Do you bring him back in? T. Higgins, his number two guy, is entering a contract year. And remember, T. Higgins was a second-round pick, so there will be no fifth-year option off of his rookie deal. And right now, I believe he's he's paid like the, like you would pay a number, I think, 84 wide receiver. And he's, I believe, wide receiver 11 on the year. So kind of kind of interesting. Heading into interesting times for, for Cincinnati. How do they move forward from here? Where do you go? Uh, how do you get these guys resigned? How do you build this team? I know they revamped the O-line. It didn't look great in the beginning part of the year. The running game kind of really struggled. Joe Mixon, of course, had that five TD game, but after that, for the rest of the year, he only had one touchdown. So, going to be interesting to see how the uh, how they go from here. But yeah, I believe Joe Burrow is a fact. He is not a fad. I believe he he may improve next year, especially uh, with a lot of these guys entering contracts. Him himself looking for the best deal possible. I think it's a fact. I think he ends up a a top five QB again next year. It's just hard with those weapons: Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. If they can get that running game going again, I think it's even better. Joe Mixon and Samad, uh, you know, Samaji Pirine, good weapons out of the backfield. I think he, I think he has another big year. So we'll see how it goes forward. Number three on our list, Jalen Hurts. Amazing year. I mean, amazing. He's improved every year. I believe his rookie year, he was 35th in the league as far as fantasy QBs. He was ninth last year. Moves in the third this year. Great year for him. I mean, he really came out there. His his throwing had improved. Of course, they did pick up A.J. Brown, which is a great move by the Philadelphia Eagles. I think getting him a a known and proven number one receiver really helped him out. Helped out Devontae Smith as well on the other end. I think it, you know, last year you really had Devontae Smith and really not much else going on there in Philly. So good to see that come through. Listen, Jalen Hurts, I, I mean, I know I drafted him in my personal league. I think it, I think he was a great QB. His uh, worst game of the year was the final week versus the Giants where they were trying to uh, seal off that home field advantage. And I think that's kind of where you were you were wondering how, how well is that shoulder because it, it did look suspect at times, and especially in that final week. So, But he did lead the team to the Super Bowl. Got him close. Couldn't win the big game, but hey. I, I don't think this is the last you see of Jalen Hurts threatening for a Super Bowl victory. I mean, top five QB, 10 of 14 weeks that he played. Worst week before his injury was uh, 15th versus Jacksonville. So, I mean, still top half. I mean, everything top half. His worst week is still top half. So, yeah, I think Jalen Hurts is going to be a solid quarterback going forward. His uh, five weeks prior to the injury is how this went. He went... QB6, QB2, QB1, QB2, QB1. So I think you're getting top echelon if you draft Jalen Hurts next year. I think this is going to be kind of the fact going forward, especially the way this offense is constructed around him. I think uh, bright bright days for Eagle fans, guys. He is entering the final contract here. Remember, he was a second-round pick, so there is no 50-year option. So he's looking to get paid as well. It is a contract here, I think. I think he comes out and proves that. I think, but he's more of a man that I think he just goes out there and puts his play out there and 
and he makes it your move. But I think he I think he definitely gets paid. All right, we're going to move on. Number two on the list is Josh Allen. He was consecutive the last last two years. He was the number one QB both years. You know, everybody was waiting for that fall off. It's it's really difficult. You don't see a whole lot of guys finish QB one that many years and you know this many years in a row. But getting up to QB two, hey, looks good. I mean, he had the the elbow thing, but it looks like uh, reports coming out that it does not need surgery, so he should be good to go for next season. He, listen, he was a top five QB eleven of fifteen weeks. His uh, worst was a quarterback 18 finish against Cleveland. Cleveland, I, I just think uh, with their, their clock control in the run game, I think that uh, a lot of QBs got hurt in those kind of situational games. So turnovers, of course, still a concern. We thought he would lower that down. Didn't really uh, get there this year. He's a he's an aggressive player. Aggressive player. When he throws the ball, he is not afraid to throw that ball into tight windows. I'll tell you that. It, it's feast or famine, though, with him. So, and, of course, his legs. He's gonna be. He's a big guy. He loves to run the ball. He's a football player, like he always says. He's a football player. I mean, final, you know, final five weeks minus the Cincinnati game, of course. He was QB fourteen, QB nine, QB two, QB four, QB three. So I mean, he's consistent. He's consistent top half, consistent top five. Going forward, I think this is a fact. I think he still stays in the top echelon of fantasy QBs going forward. I don't think there's any worry there. I think that he'll be just fine. Listen, I think they just need another weapon there in Buffalo. Stephon Diggs is, listen, he's an elite player. But I, I, I just don't think there's a number two. You know, this this offense just needs a, another another guy out there that can, you know, listen, Gabe Davis, big game Gabe. You know, listen, he's either free or family. I mean, he's either lighting up the scoreboard or he's putting up duds. I mean, there's no there's no ifs, ands, or buts with him. He's, there's no consistency with Davis. So hopefully they they move on and um, pick somebody up, and hopefully that help out clear some space and get the double coverage off uh, Diggs there. All right, next one we're looking at is Patrick Mahomes, who finished number one. This is a first QB one finish since 2018. He was a QB four the last two years, so he's been he's been a you know listen top five quarterback since you know since he came in the league. I mean Jesus, the kid's a stud. So, yes, this is definitely a fact. No matter what I say here, he is still a fact. He was a top five QB, eight of 17 weeks. Played 80, 88% of the snaps in week 18 versus Las Vegas. Still finished strong. Didn't finish the top echelon, but didn't finish the game. So, finished strong. Final five weeks, six, four, seven, four, 13. So, look, top echelon. I mean, top echelon QB. Highest TD passes since 2018 when he was uh, had to 50 where he was the number one fantasy quarterback in the league. And like everybody thought, wide receiver was really never a concern as long as he's got Travis Kelsey. Kelsey, uh, you know, listen, proving everybody wrong. I thought maybe Kelsey would slip off. He still had a great year, very good year, and I was concerned with those receivers there. Juju Smith-Schuster really uh, couldn't really find a home. Got one there. I mean, MVS. Everybody thought Sky Moore may have an impact. He really didn't do much through the season, but – it was almost, hey, Mahomes is throwing to insert name, and it was going to be fine. So, yeah, finishes the year with the QB1 rating. I think that's a fact. I think he finishes top five again. I just don't think there's any slowing down. As long as Andy Reid and that offense stays the same, I think he is still going to be a top echelon QB. Definitely have a chance to grab him. You need to snag him up as quick as possible. But, yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely a fact. So, just to review, Josh Allen, I mean, uh, Patrick Mahomes, number one, definitely a fact. Be be back in the uh, top ten next year. 
Josh Allen, another fact to be back in the top 10 next year. Jalen Hurts, the same fact. Joe Burrow, of course, a fact. With those weapons, you just can't. The only one I think Geno Smith is a fad. I, did, I think he falls out. I think people underestimated him all year. And I think uh, they estimated the, underestimated the Seahawks in general. But I think next year is a new year, and I think everybody's going to be prepared for Geno Smith and that passing attack. And I think they, uh, they knock him out. I, tell, I still believe he's a top 15. I think he's a top half of the guy, uh, top half QB. But I don't think it's a top 10 quarterback going forward. So that's just my picks. What do you guys think? Please let me know in the comments. Listen, it was a big week. Congratulations again to the Kansas City Chiefs. Another Super Bowl victory. Hopefully you guys listened to the big white fish, Natan. He got you some money. Hopefully that. Uh, hopefully you didn't take my picks because, man, I, didn't, I did not come through for you this week. But next week, guys, we're going to get into our fat and fact situation with the running backs. We'll get into the uh, number six through ten running backs and see if they're a fact going forward or a fad. So hopefully uh, join us next week. Always thank you guys for for listening, paying attention. Please follow us on Twitter. We're at Vegas Guys LR. Follow that. We'll put some poll numbers up there. I'm trying to get more involved in the Twitter situation to promote the show a little bit. So give me a follow on Twitter if you got uh, got a Twitter account. Like, subscribe. Please get notified for all the new shows coming up. Sorry, this one was a little late. Had some things going on this week, but hopefully we'll we'll get the timing down a little bit better next week and going forward for you guys. All right, guys. So, listen. Pay attention next week. We got the uh, the court uh, breaking down the running backs. We did break down the QBs. We'll break down the running backs, and we'll get into it again next week. All right, guys. Have a great day. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Peace.